I think it's time we grow this dream. Get everybody on the mics together. Okay, three, two, one podcast. Hello. How amazing was that? I'm just going to say it right off the top. That was amazing. I'm I'm so excited. I'm so excited, you guys. I can't even begin to contain myself. I got to remember that I'm here to do a job. And that job is to welcome you officially to season two of Sudden But Inevitable. That's right. This season, we are the Sudden But Inevitable Rebop. And that means we're watching Cowboy Bebop. Josh and Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D have never seen the show. And it's up to me and Kylie to remedy the situation. Now, that having been said, I do have to say hello, we love you, welcome, and good morning to Rona and Callie D. I knew that there would be people here for our first show, and I knew it was going to be at least one of you two ladies. So thank you so much for joining us. I can't tell you how happy you are to have you guys back with us. And without any further ado, I think it's time we get this show on the road, because I'm going to explode if we don't start. So, season two of the show is a little bit different. I am still your host and captain. Jesse, a.k.a. Vanilla Husband, a.k.a. Captain Bootscoot. But the one big new difference for Season 2 is that instead of having a certified companion in Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D, I'm going to be having a new co-host, and that is Kylie. Now, if you listen to Season 1, you know Kylie. Kylie, thank you so much for joining me. How has your week been this week? Oh, it's been great. I'm so excited to be here right now. And um, I'm just over the moon about that song. How fun was that? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're not kidding. I that's I can't even with the song. I, I really can't. I Josh did all of the hard work on that. And it was he sent it to me like an hour before we started. And I was like, I want to listen to this right now, but I couldn't. I had some life stuff to do. I was like, okay, I'm going to do some stuff, and I'm going to do some stuff, and then I'm going to listen. No, I got to... And then I went to the bathroom, and I was flushing the toilet, and I hit play, and I was like, this is exactly what I wanted. I'm so happy. I can't believe you hit it exactly what I wanted. It's like I had a vision, and Josh had an execution. And without any further delays, Josh, welcome. Josh is going to be one of our first timers this season. Josh has never seen Cowboy Bebop before. And it's not that Josh is anti-anime. It's just that he's not, like, steeped in anime, like a real, you know, cool person. So we're here to fix that. Josh, how has your week been? It has been wonderful. Um, It's been busy. It's been full of podcasts and uh, recording and doing other things. But uh, it's been great. I've been super excited to get to this point of the week um we've been away for like a month so it was a good break it's always good to take a little bit of a break but uh it's time to get back at it and i'm really excited to do that yeah it was 24 days and 
It was a long 24 days, but it was also a short 24 days in 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 a couple of ways. Um, Rona, the lights were meant to match the intro, and then I just forgot they were happening because I was so excited. So <laughs> now everything is going to be one color, and I'm sorry. If you have a color <laughs> request, put it in the live chat, and I will light my room in that color. Um, also, just uh, real quick, anyone can call in and join us, 508-93-TWIST. We've got it all and, set up. Uh, yeah. If you don't want to join us either, you can just uh call and leave us a voicemail. But the number it's it's always open, it's always ready for you to call. Five oh eight nine three twist. Um but you know. That's all I got. <laughs> and that number actually works for any of your favorite podcasts here on the Twist My Arm Network. You can use that number to get a hold of the guys at Marvel Can of Madness. You can use it to get a hold of Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. You can get a hold of Josh at Twist My Arm Cast from the Twist My Arm Podcast. So it's a very, very useful number to have. Just keep that in mind. Um, Rona, I'm glad you like the purple. I like the purple too. It's very regal, right? Like, I think it's regal. Plus, it matches Kylie's shirt. So anyways, we keep talking about him and... We're kind of talking about him like he's not here, but he is here. Ladies and gentlemen, the last part of the sudden but inevitable rebop, of course, is Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D, I'm sorry that it took us so long to get to you. How's your week been, my friend? Been very good. It was a short week. I was looking forward to this podcast coming up all week. I've taken a little bit of a hiatus from Best Flicks, but I think this will thrust me right back into it. I want to get something out this weekend. So I am full of podcasting energy. <laughs> podcasting energy also, is me, a thing that we have. Let me just banish in... you to the bottom really quick. Here we go. <laughs> 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 we missed you too, Kelly D. We're so happy that you're here with us. Um, podcasting energy is something that we have in droves here at the Twist My Arm Network, in case you haven't heard, and you happen to be, let's say, I don't know, an independent podcaster, for example, there is a pretty cool event coming up that we still don't know all the details of because we're still inventing it, but it's called Twist My Arm PodCon 2021, and it's basically just going to be this huge virtual brainstorming session with a bunch of independent podcasters, all the people from our Potter family on Twitter, which you can access at Sudden Butt. They're all going to be there and talking about what they do for their show, what seems to work for them as far as branding and marketing and that kind of stuff. Josh is going to talk audio best practices with Sean from Cheap Seat. There's going to be a lot of stuff there, guys. It's all going to be free because, of course, a rising tide lifts all ships, and we would love to be part of your tide here at Sudden But Inevitable. Now, with all that stuff out of the way, I think that's basically everything other than to say, Ricky D, you have the voice of an angel, my friend. You've been you've been holding out on us, okay? Like, we didn't know that... Uh, uh, I have never made it a secret that I was in honor choir in seventh grade. So my chops are coming honor out. Honor choir. Nice. That's true. You do usually show us your tattoo at the end of every show. But um, <laughs> I, you guys, I can't Don't you forget. The season two song is so good. Josh, thank you so much for all the hard work you put into that. I can't believe okay. that. I had so much cutting. fun. It was just like, oh. You guys, in case you can't tell, in the group chat, I went, everybody just pretend you're an instrument in the theme song. And they just went, like, uh, what? Like, just <laughs> trust me, it's going to work. And you know why it works? <laughs> is because Josh knows what he is doing. And, dude, I sent that text probably four or five separate times over the course of this project. 
Josh, very well done. I'm so excited. Cannot wait to put that into every episode of season two of Sudden But Inevitable, The Rebop. Yeah. 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 While we're yeah, praising those of you that some are of just this. coming in, those of you are just coming in, you missed out on the opening theme. So you have to go back and listen to the audio version of the podcast because yep. it's, it's pretty fun and everyone is involved in it. Um, everyone's doing a little bit of a singing part. It's, <laughs> it's uh, pretty fun. I want to say Josh's musical thing is amazing. And also that little adult swim style commercial that Jesse made. Yes. That was pretty amazing too. I think. Super you guys cool. are ruining some really cool, like capturing of the moment style stuff. And I, uh, I'm envious, I guess. I, I think it's really cool <laughs> what you guys are doing. I hope to learn a little bit of that for myself. We go hard in the I paint, bro. Just like the nuggets. Woo! <laughs> go nuggets. So, you know, what's actually cool is if you watch it, if you have, um, you know, cable and have Cartoon Network, um, and you can do the streaming and you can actually watch it, uh, Adult Swim style. It does have the commercials, but that also means that it does have the really cool, uh, Adult oh, Swim. Okay. You know. Nice. So, the bumpers. If you're curious tree. about what we watched when we watched it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I appreciate you saying that, Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D, because I was kind of, that was kind of like, you know, you saw, you watched the first season of, of Sudden But Inevitable or listened to it when we were discussing Firefly. Um, you know, that was the essence of our show. Was It was our first timers, right? Like, it was Josh and Kylie. And it was like, you guys, this is the experience. This is what makes our show fun, right? Is that we have people that have not had this experience before that we know and love. And, and we get to share the things that we know and love with them. And it's like the best way to enjoy a property again, I think, on a rewatch. So from the very top, let's just say very first of all, thank you, Josh and Ricky D for being willing to sort of step a little bit outside of your comfort zone. And I'm, I'm going to say, I mean, it's still a, a space cowboy show, like full of, of action and chicks. Are so, you like, sure? Like it, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, it's, you know, yeah, it's anime and that's new for you guys, but it's like, it's still a space Western. So I feel like it's a great access point. Um, and I know that, I know that neither of you guys is really like anti anime, but you're not, like I said, you're not quite steeped in it. So, and, and Ricky D, I know that you're just kind of anti anything that makes people happy. So I, I assume that includes anime, right? Like, uh, yes, it helps. Okay, so with all of that having been said, uh, before we jump into this episode, I'd like to open the floor first to Kylie as the new co-host and say if there's anything you'd like to get out of the way or anything that you'd like to say or anything that I've missed, which is definitely possible, uh, go ahead and then let's hear from Josh and Ricky. I, I just want to hear your guys' initial reactions as far as like when we said, hey, we're going to do Cowboy Bebop. How did that How did that make you guys feel? So uh, first off, Kylie, uh, go ahead. Sure. Um, I actually don't think that I have much to add on to that. I am actually more stoked than anything to uh, get started and and stuff like that. So I, I am very curious to hear what uh, Josh and Ricky's uh, first thoughts were. And I'm I'm just excited to to keep doing this. I'm also excited to to get to pick my own show <laughs> to watch <laughs> and to be the co-host of. You know? Didn't you already do that with Questme? I mean, but it wasn't like a first time. Like, like I've so one thing that I've been doing over the last few weeks after we decided Cowboy Bebop, I was like, oh my god, 
I wonder what other shows only have one season that are like highly acclaimed. Like what other shows do I know of that I have? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That was one of them for sure. Um, but it's just this whole experience has been so much fun. Just being able to watch something new with old friends that have already watched it before, you know, like Firefly was a wonderful experience and it's already shaping up to be you know, the same kind of experience with season two. So I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about it. I I mean, anime was never my forte. I watched Pokemon when I was a kid. Um and that that's about as far as my anime knowledge goes. I I mean I had people force me to watch Princess Mononoke and Spirited Away, stuff like that. So I am very like aware of anime and I I watched it, but it wasn't like I sought it out. And I, when I was at the video store with my dad back in the nineties, I wasn't like, Ooh, I should probably watch this something I have to read. And that's kind of, I don't know. That was, that was my initial impression of anime, but it is starting to change. Um, and I'm, I'm already thinking about other animes to watch. So you guys should, uh, tweet at me at twist my Armcast and give me like, give me your, don't do the podcast suggestion thing, but give me some anime suggestions. <laughs> I, th- that visceral moment that you talked about being at that video store with your folks, I remember doing that and thinking, I really do want to rent this movie, but there is no way in hell my parents are going to allow me to rent this movie, you know, be it. Princess Mononoke or Ninja Scroll or, you know, something that looked really cool, but they were like, yeah, there's no way they're going to let me rent that. Ricky D, what was your atmosphere surrounding anime? Was it just all like 100% negativity? 100% negativity. No, uh, I completely respect that there is a ton of anime. Josh was just mentioning all the Studio Ghibli stuff that is in extremely high... Uh, you know, high critical ratings, that kind of thing. So, and I like to, I like to consider myself somebody whose primary concern with cinema is quality. So that being said, I may ignore anime, but I recognize its place in that echelon of quality. Uh, so I, I'm kind of excited. I like that being pushed into something that I would never do myself. Uh, I would never have chosen Cowboy Bebop. Uh, so this is exciting to be kind of pushed into it. Uh, I do want to reiterate something I said about anime last season. And, uh, this genre is totally meant for children. Ha ha. Ricky, Ricky is prepared to die on this hill. You guys just, <laughs> no, keep that in mind. I'm just joking because this show is so clearly violent and it's got uh drug. No. It's all about drugs. And so clearly that statement is not true as well what I was trying to get at. Exactly. Yeah. I did want to say too, I I actually have episodes. I I have the first like seven episodes of Cowboy Bebop in my collection of DVDs. Never really realized it until Kylie pointed it out one day. She's like, you have this. And I was like, wait, what? Well, when we first got together, I was like, oh, Cowboy Bebop. And you're like, yeah, I've never seen that. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like, I don't know. Someone must have, one of my old roommates or something must have left it when they when we moved out or something like that so you got the blu-ray i got the old 
I'll, I'll bring it in the next show. We'll do show and tell. Show and tell. But it's like the first five episodes or something. It's like a collection of DVDs, but only That's part cool. one of the collection. So maybe after we watch this whole season, I'll seek the rest of that collection out so I can yeah. have the whole. It looks like a box set, like that old Star Trek box set that made a scene when you yep. put all the movies together. It kind of oh, kind of yep. looks like that. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Also, I did want to say my first note of this is a question. It is, is this a space western? <laughs> but no, that was just a joke because the parallels of this show between a western and like the all, all any other space western is, is pretty uncanny. Like it's, I loved it. So, um, if I may, I really like this pattern that we have going for season two where you guys make a joke and then you tell everyone that you made a joke just in case. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's that's really elevating the show. So thank you guys. Well, you're um, looking at us like a dead fish, so we have to <laughs> respond somehow. Yeah, we're, we're getting we're getting nothing from the crowd, so <laughs> Oh, am I the crowd? I'm I'm sorry. I thought I thought I was supposed to let the crowd react like we were waiting for LOLs and smiley faces in chat. I, I didn't know you guys wanted me to pander. I'm sorry. I will pander for the rest of hey, the look. show. I'm very look, sorry. Look, Cali, Callie's got a smiley face. Hey, I have no idea you. what it's actually in reference to, but it's there. <laughs> there you go. You see? Uh, yeah. I'll try. Okay. So, yes. Now that I'm understanding, get ready to get pandered to, you guys. Ooh, um, Ryan gave us an LOL. Look at that. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. What's up, Ryan? <laughs> so... Um, Rhoda <laughs> says we can pander too. Okay, thank you. Yes, I, yes. <laughs> Moral support, this guys. Is, this is what we missed. We missed the live chat. We missed all of our very loyal friends, listeners, viewers, retweeters, sharers. You guys are the coolest friends that we have made through the internet outside of all the other cool podcast friends we've made, right? Like, those guys are very cool. And I don't mean guys as in like. So, guys and gals. Um, yeah, folks. Uh, so, Kylie, folks. if you would like, I think it's only proper to have you give the episode synopses this season. And one quick note, in case we haven't made it clear, we're doing two episodes at a time this season because Cowboy Bebop episodes are about half the length of a Firefly episode, and we don't want to be covering the same show into next March. So instead of that, we're going to cover two episodes at a time. So... um. I don't think that that's I don't think that's actually an accurate estimate of the time, but that's so. close. A Kyle. long time, a long yeah. time. Uh. Uh, so, Kylie, if you would like, please, uh, if you don't mind, take it away with the synopsis for episode one, and then we'll cover it, and then you'll give the uh, episode two synopsis as soon as we finish talking about episode one. Awesome. Um, okay, so episode one is Asteroid Blues. Um, it looks like it aired in Japan around 1998, so it's pretty old. And then um, 2001 on Adult Swim in America. Um, basically, this is where we meet Jet, um, Jet Black and Spike Spiegel. Um, they're trying to track down a dealer of an addictive substance that we don't know much about at the beginning. Um, that kind of, you know, makes people go berserk and, and stuff like that. Um, or... If, you know, for people who have seen the movie, this is actually kind of like, just like Desperado. Did anybody notice that? 
Yes. I, I haven't, I don't think I've seen Desperado. Um, is well, that the Antonio Banderas? In Selma. It's basically, um, the, oh. it's them two at the bar. What is it? The Tarasco bar? Um, yeah, I'll have to it, watch it. I'm sorry. I let you It's down. part it's of a, a trilogy. The El Mariachi trilogy that also includes, yes. uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, right? Yeah. Um, so, but instead of Antonio and, um, Selma, we have uh, Asimov and Katerina um, Solonson. Those are the bad guys. Mm. Well, I don't have now, to watch it now, I guess, knowing the ending of this episode. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's not exactly, but that bar scene is quite uh, uncanny. <laughs> Before we jump in, I have to say um, our audience continues to pander to us, and Rona is sending panda emojis now, so that's just wonderful. I think this is great. Um, so I, I know how I feel right at the start of the episode, Number one, so I'm I'm not going to start with that, but I am going to start with Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D right away. First shot, episode one, number one scene. What do you remember feeling before the theme song? And then, um, Josh, you you go ahead and jump in after Ricky D. Uh, we're talking about where there were like ships flying through those portal things. Is that the first shot no. that we're talking about? No, no, the shot that's all oh. in black and white. And it's in the city. Yeah, and the rose at the end. Um, Honestly, it didn't trigger anything very strong in me. Uh, What are you, heartless? I'm sorry. (laughs) Go ahead, Josh. Well, there's nothing that I really remember from it. I remember the scene, but it didn't strike me. It's very possible that because it was the beginning of the episode, I was still kind of settling in, uh, you know, preparing to get my notes in and that kind of stuff. Did you have your arms... Did you have your arms physically crossed when the episode started? Like, did you just legs okay. crossed, arms crossed, eyes crossed? You're like, all right, <laughs> yep. impress me, TV cartoon. All right, Josh, what did you think of that opening scene? So, and just, I mean, it's going to ruin it, but the opening scene is my shot of the show. That whole first minute is my shot of the show because it was an incredible, I was like, huh. Okay, we're doing this. This is going to be great. There's just guns everywhere. There's a dead rose. I'm pretty sure Bruce Wayne is going to come out of the corner here soon. We're going to see some pearls drop on the ground. It's going to turn into a Batman flick. Awesome. Let's do this. But no, seriously, it was, it was a cool opening scene. Um, I have no idea what it means yet. And I'm hoping that I get to know what it means. Like it's, you know, it kind of gets you a little, I guess you go either way. You could either be heartless like Ricky and not like it or not care about it, or you could, you could be, you could have your intrigue sparked and be like, oh, wow, I wonder what that's all about. I, yeah, so the notes that I wrote are basically parallel to everything you said. Uh, heavy noir imagery right away. It's very like moody and atmospheric. You've got the quiet music intercut over what would normally be clearly very loud action. Like, it's a little tropey, but like it's not tropey in a way that upsets me. Like it just pulls it off every time immediately. Uh, how you digging that harmonica over Mars, Josh? Oh man, the, I mean, the all the space shots were really cool. Like everything, everything about that. Like, yeah, I don't know. There was so much happening. I was already, I was still kind of reeling from that opening shot. I was like, oh my god, what's going on? And then I was like, oh my god, look at these cool shits. Like that's, I kind of went ooh shiny. Yeah. <laughs> it's it like these are all really cool things to look at. My issue is 
normally I like to watch these kind of things twice. So when I do reviews of Bad Batch on Quest Me, I'm watching that episode two or three times to really get the full effect. And I only got to watch this episode once, probably 40 minutes after we, um, or 40 minutes before we were going to go live. And it was about five minutes after I finished the opening video and song. So I was jacked. And like, <laughs> as I'm jacked, I'm like, oh, this rose scene is cool. And then I'm like, oh, spaceships. <laughs> and then I kind of didn't really think about anything else. <laughs> so seriously, in my notes, it says sweet ships. <laughs> okay i've been i'm gonna go ahead and admit okay i've been lax on our instagram content lately but the first piece of instagram content for season two is josh going like this whoa spaceships whoa. <laughs> oh there's a rose i'm gonna clip that and i'm putting it on instagram i'm sorry that was beautiful like that's exactly how you're supposed to react when you see <laughs> This show, that's that's perfect. I'm so happy. I oh, oh my gosh. Well, there okay. there were real notes. Like you you hear his voice. So my first real note is ori- like originally he sounds uh what's it what's his name the main main guy Spike. He sounds Spike. a lot like Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid at the beginning. And I was yeah. like, oh my god, is that is that David Hater? It's not. But I I initially thought it was. And it's then my second note was cool. Exactly. And like that, you know, I don't know. It was obviously it's not him. And he only has, I think I wrote a couple notes like in episode two that like he still has these moments where he sounds like Snake. And I really like that. I really yeah. like the kind of badassery of it. Uh, but I don't like the sound in space. Not cool. Not cool. All right. To be fair, most of the sound in space in this show is music. And it is really good music. There were spaceship sounds, though. I get what you're saying. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. How do you know that that's what you're meant to be hearing? Maybe you're hearing the inside of somebody else's POV who's just inside a window full of atmosphere, and you just can't tell. Just throwing it out there. I mean, it's... No, the camera... Ricky, what did you think of the first... (laughs) What did you think about the Mars harmonica? Uh You know, all those ships were going through all these weird portals, and there's also ships going through like way station checkpoints, which I thought was a little bit weird to be putting checkpoints in the middle of a 3D space. Like that seems like something could be really easily bypassed. Um, but all ships going through those weird circular portal things, it's making me imagine this really huge intergalactic world. But we're also still talking about Tijuana and Mars, which are very local. And that kind of confused me because in a world where you can go out to completely other galaxies with different suns and different planetary systems, who still gives a crap about Tijuana or Mars? So um, I will point out uh, Mars is in space, first of all. just But it's so local. There has to be something... Right, but Tijuana in this context is a is an asteroid that they're that they're calling Tijuana. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you for that clarification. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. So they're he's like, we got to go to the asteroid belt, and he's like, yeah, why? And he's like, because Tijuana. And uh, what does he what kind of food does he want to eat? He wants like Peking duck. So yeah, 
Oh, yeah, they uh, love he, their ducks in this oh, show. In the first episode, it's um, beef and bell peppers, right? But it's there's no uh, so oh, um, carnitas. He said there's good carnitas, carnitas in Tijuana, yeah. which added to my confusion. And then they said, and they also referred to it as TJ, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, so Asimov Solonson, right? Like has to be pretty direct, obvious. Just has to be talking about. Isaac Asimov, the sci-fi author, progenitor of like the robot rules and stuff. Um, here's here's a very cool tidbit that, well, maybe I'm the only one that thinks it's cool, but the Wulong unit of the bounties that they put on people in this, they're like 2.5 million Wulongs, right? And they show you that W symbol with the line through it. You can actually text that. It's it's a currency for I think a Korean currency in real life so my new thing is going to be putting bounties on you guys in the group chat like yeah i'm going to be like <laughs> one million wulongs to whoever brings me ricky d's uh shadow puppet machine like you know it'll be, <laughs> that's how i'm going to do it so um but very cool i mean it's a it's sort of on the nose right like hey this guy's name is asimov like gee i wonder if they're referring to isaac asimov you know so it's like again it's on the nose but it doesn't feel cheap. I'm still like, hey, I appreciate this. This is still fun. Like, I can dig that, I guess. And then I I didn't pick up on the on the gal's name. You said it was uh, Katerina? Katerina, yeah. Yeah. So the next note that I have is that I really love that Spike has a shiny cor- red Corvette sitting in the garage. Huh. I must have missed that. God, see, I need to watch these twice. I need to watch these twice. Now you know. Next time. Ah, damn it. Well, and that was the, specifically, that was the ship I was referring to in season one of Sudden But Inevitable when we watched the episode Ariel of Firefly where they have. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Line. I'm sorry. I, you cut out a little bit on me. I thought, no, I heard something else. You're talking about the red ship that he like gears up and like yeah. clicks into and like blasts off with. Yeah. 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 That, that shit was cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, all of the ships, even the little cars that they have, the little dump trucks that they have in this, I like the designs of everything. Um, it's, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it's, it's an original show, but I like the original kind of artwork of it and just the way that they made everything so futuristic, but not futuristic, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's it's the same kind of futuristic as Firefly, where it's it feels lived in and it feels practical, right? Like, so I think one of my notes from the second episode is I love that the bebop is amphibious. He he lands it in the water, but it's also a freaking spaceship. Like, you always get that mix of nautical terms with spaceships, right? Like, they would say aft and fore, and they would say all the same stuff they would say on on a boat on the ocean, but they're in space so to see one that actually does both i really really like that and i think to your point that's what makes it feel cool like that that star wars feel is lived in and practical it's not super clean uh for the most part but it's still futuristic um i did write down uh yeah biodome on the asteroid very cool um i did write down a specific question for josh and ricky d up to the point in the show where spike uh meets katarina for the first time right what did you think of the pacing of the show up to that point? Was it too fast? Was it too slow? Were you like, okay, what's going on? Or were you definitely hooked? Were were you like... Uh, it was very fast. Uh, I, I watched this episode twice. 
And the first time I didn't catch honestly anything that was going on. Like the pacing was so fast. I remember him running into that woman and eating her hot dog, but I had no idea what their connection was. Uh, I didn't even notice she was hiding drugs in her uh, dress the first time I watched the episode. Uh, watching the second time, and the second time I watched it, I just threw my phone across the room. I was like, I can't have this phone in my hand. It's too distracting. Uh, and I, I got a lot more out of it the second time I watched the episode. I feel like I, I don't know, even just the one watch, it, it was very fast, but I picked up on most, most things. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, I, the the first bar scene where you meet bad guy and he takes the drugs and he like starts kicking everyone's ass. And it, it reminded me of, of this episode from Venture Brothers where they show, <laughs> um, the, uh, they show the henchman through his eyes and when he gets killed by Brock Sampson. Um, I believe that's Speedy. It's an ongoing joke in that show about Speedy, the henchman. Um, but this one was just the opposite role. It was like going through the badass's eyes and killing everybody that way. And I don't know that I kind of have a feeling that Venture Brothers might have stolen that and had that idea that they flipped, they flipped the roles because, you know, when you're watching Speedy die, it's through red goggles. And like <laughs> everything's going crazy around him, and I don't know. It's well, and, yeah, and, poor Speedy. <laughs> Thank you, Philip. <laughs> what up, like, Phil? And Brock is like jumping around and moving super quickly, and that's actually one of the notes that I wrote down is that this is what dodging bullets looked like before the Matrix, right? Like that one shot where you're sure that he's about to get shot, and then he just like. That was so well done. I was like, he's dead. I forgot that he dies. Like, oh, like he doesn't die right away. But um, what other space cowboy notes um, were you guys getting from Spike from these first two episodes? Like, there's definitely some Han Solo in there where he's he's like, you know, making fun of his surroundings and maybe a, a little bit of the mysticism and stuff. But there's definitely some Mando, like with the low voice and the, you know, constantly cool and stuff like that. A little bit of Star-Lord swagger, the way he kind of moves around when, when he's fighting. Uh, did you guys have any other space cowboy or like uh, trope notes uh, that you that you noticed on him? Well, I had to kind of take myself back to the 90s and remember that none of those things that you had just mentioned had been made yet. So I was trying to find out how, where the references would have come from for this. And so it is very, very heavily a Western. Um, And to me, a lot of it is like there's parallels between riding horses and practicing your shooting stuff like that where i mean they're doing different things but it's like it's like the og way space western you know right mm-hmm. and and i feel like when i'm watching it i'm like oh my god this is this is kind of reminiscent of like i said venture brothers or the music playing in the background of the show is very reminiscent of firefly um some of the some of the shots that you see are reminiscent of firefly and like it's Watching it, it's starting to, I don't know, make me realize where people get their inspiration from. And I kind of want to know where these guys got their inspiration from because obviously things that, that we're watching now 
kind of draw a lot of that from this this show i feel like um so i yeah i i, I kind of want to do a little bit of diving into like the creators and see you know because mm-hmm. it's obviously it was made in japan was it japan mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. so yeah. i would assume that they watched a lot of american westerns and right. got the idea from that but just kind of elaborated as far as taking it to space yeah Kylie, what was your, if we can back things up just a little bit, because since we're sort of talking about like the feel and kind of the essence of what it is now, if I could get from you, like, what was when we decided, okay, we're going to, we're doing Cowboy Bebop and it's going to be me and Kylie bringing Josh and Ricky through, what were like your first thoughts? Like, what was your, your first reaction and what were some of the parts of the show that you were and are most excited to, uh, to share with Josh? Um, you know, I, I think it was just particularly exciting for me, um, to start this because I was huge into anime when I was a kid. So what you guys were talking about at the video store, I would run straight to the video, you know, the anime section and my mom totally like would let me watch that stuff. <laughs> um, I, I mean, it, she's like, oh, it's cartoons. Uh, nah, yeah. No big yeah, deal. Kinda, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, also at the same time, it, you know, I, a lot of the stuff I watched wasn't too crazy, but anywho, um, <laughs> I was excited to just, you know, reminisce and um, even just, you know, the opening scene and the there's just a lot of tropes that I, I noticed and it just really brought me back. Um, and I, I just, you know, I remember I remember everything. It's been so long since I've seen it, but I do remember, you know, everything that uh, like went on and how I felt about it when I first watched it. And I'm getting those feelings back. And, <laughs> um, but yeah, so like Josh has showed me so much stuff throughout our relationship. Um and I think that this is a fun uh, door to open for him as well. So that's excellent. I'm excited to watch something that that she likes instead of me being like, "Hey, let's check this out." Yeah, you know, it's yeah. it's fun. It's nice. Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Um, after the first episode, and I know we're not done talking about it yet, but I would just like to get a, a feel from you. Would you say that like, would you say your first reaction ever? after having watched through it the first time and not really having picked most of it up, but then watching a second time and at the end of the second watch, were you like, okay, there's enough here for me to grab onto. And there's enough here that is, you know, of substance to me where I'm going to be like, there's something in every episode that I can enjoy. Or were you like, yeah, this is why I don't watch anime. <laughs> Uh, no, I was even the first time through, I, the second half of the episode really started to snag me that, uh, that second big gunfight, uh, everything else. I didn't, I wasn't sure why the people were fighting each other, but I was getting more into it. And by the time, uh, that everything was wrapping up and they were playing that cool music and zooming out of the spaceship, I was like, yeah, I'm ready to rewatch this episode or watch episode two. I want a little bit more of this. Excellent. So I, the difference here with Cowboy Bebop is going to be that I'm not likely to have like 40 notes per episode like I did with Firefly, right? It's not as long. The stories are definitely told at a much more breakneck pace. It's much more a la carte and jazzy, if you will, right? Like, it's just like, here's a, here's a story piece. Here's some tropes, but here's how we do those tropes. Or like, here's tropes, but with cool music and cool animation sort of a thing. Um, so... My notes aren't quite as extensive per episode, but what I have written down is a bunch of stuff that I feel, right? Just like the 
instantaneous feelings from certain things while we're watching. Um, so the next thing that I wrote down to that point was when Spike tells Asimov, you trust your eyes too much. Like, I was immediately like, I don't think I picked that up the first time that I watched this. Because right after that, you see him doing his very cool, dancey, like, loose-moving, like, back-and-forth fighting style. And you're like, oh, man, that's what he means. Like, he's throwing him off with his movements because he knows he's watching him and he's distracting him. And I was immediately like, oh, there's Bruce Lee in here. Like, there's there's a gunfight in here. There's there's all kinds of tropes, but it's all good. There's, there's so much good stuff. Like, so... Um, before we there's bounty hunters i love bounty hunters yeah and i was like josh is gonna be looking for boba fett because he makes an appearance i'm totally kidding he doesn't appear in it <laughs> don't um, you yeah. don't you start with me <laughs> okay i'm sorry <laughs> you know how that ends hey guys captain boot scoot here I just want to say, first of all, thank you so much for coming with us for season two of Sudden But Inevitable. I'm having a blast already. Second of all, I got to say, I apologize. Um, this weekend has been impossibly hectic in real life uh, for me and the Sudden But Inevitable crew. Uh, everything is okay. It's just that we're running a little bit short on time. So um, as you may have guessed, this is the end of part one of episode one. Normally, we will have an entire episode ready to go for you every Monday morning like we normally do. But that having been said, there is still over an hour left of episode one that we have to share with you, and I can't wait to bring it to you. It's going to be posted later this week as soon as possible. There's just a little bit more cleanup and polish that I need to do before I can put it in your ears in a respectable way. So... Once again, thank you guys so much for coming with us for Season 2 of the Sudden But Inevitable Rewatch, the Sudden But Inevitable Rebop. And until we get to Part 2 of Episode 1, I will see you later, Space Cowpoke.